0: Hi. Thank you. This is Tiana. I'm a food addict, and I am qualified to speak at this meeting. Um, I want to thank people doing service for this meeting. First, uh, Lorraine, for asking me to speak, and for the moderator and the timekeepers and uh, everyone who shows up at a meeting, because if we didn't show up and if we didn't have a speaker and we had no one keeping track of us all, we would not have a place to uh, practice our fellowship. Um, I am a food addict, and the activity that uh, I have to avoid is compulsive overeating. Um, I have an issue with food. I'm not normal with food. Um have never been, so far as I can recall. The um, My story hasn't changed, so for people who have heard me before, um, I hope there's something a little bit different uh, here because I'm not the same person I was even last week. I'm constantly changing and learning new things about myself and about my program. Um, but it all starts for me. It begins and ends with the food. Um, I do not have a straight line from coming into program and being abstinent. I came into program 33 years ago in 1990, uh, in June and I was 300 pounds. Um, and I've taken off 150, kept off most of it. I'm a little older and the weight creeps up uh, despite all the uh, cutting back and the exercise. But uh, it's a whole person. Uh, when I finished losing my weight, I had no idea uh, how to be in that body. I have always been overweight. Um, I've always been very active as well. I love to run and skip and bicycle and race when I was a kid. I was on roller skates most of the day. And I'm old enough so that my roller skates were metal and we rode on the sidewalk. So uh, uh, it was a lot of excellent work. But um, my body has, I've always been at war with my body is the way I think of it. It's always been too fat, uncomfortable, uh, unrecognizable um, growing up. Uh, And it was a point of issue for my family. My mother would, she made all our clothes. Um, and she would make me a skirt, and she would say, "I'm not letting I'm not letting this out if you gain weight." And yet, she always left big um, seams inside so that she could let things out and take them in and let them out. Because my uh, my history is of going up and down and up and down and up and down. That's um, just what happens when you're an untreated food addict. Um, so for me, abstinence is gives me the relief from um, my relationship with my unnatural relationship with food, but um, the step work uh, is where the, the recovery or the healing comes from. And I've had a couple of relapses, um, one for a period of time where I was uh, still uh, not eating a lot, not uh, but not weighing and measuring. And for me, that lack of discipline, um, I eventually did, uh, Start eating between meals and um, using um, going out to eat a lot and cooking things that weren't n- necessarily on my food plan. And I came back into program in 2017, uh, having gained back from about 155 to 187. To me, that was a very, very dangerous place to be. Um, and because this disease is so uh, baffling and powerful, I I knew I was gaining weight and I was wearing big jackets and big sweaters. And at work, um, I sat behind a desk. Um, and at one point I saw a picture of myself with, I was on a trivia team uh, at work and we, uh, we won some kind of prize, but, um, so they took a group picture of us and I didn't recognize myself in the picture. And it scared me enough to, uh, look around at what was happening in my life. Um, I had let go of a toxic relationship, and uh, that was difficult. It was off and on for seven years, and it's where I started to slip with the food. The food for me has always been like the um, the, the deadening agent. So I would be upset or emotional or lonely or angry, uh, even happy. Uh, I could be all of those things at the same time, and I would eat because I never learned how to manage my emotions. Um, that's the work of the steps for me um, and some outside therapy. But for me, that, that seeing myself in that photograph was jarring. So I, um, for people that have difficulty with relapse, um, I looked around at who I was working with and um, I had had the same sponsor for 25 years or so. And I had gotten to the point where I was only talking to her once a week and I was wasn't giving her my food, and I hadn't seen her. She doesn't live uh, as close to me as she did when I, when I was the one who moved. So I was kind of hiding um, in plain sight. Uh, so I looked around at the people around me in my meetings where I was face-to-face and asked someone to sponsor me who was about the most disciplined person I had come across in my uh, in my group my my fellowship here and I live in the Boston area um and I asked her to sponsor me and she said she would and then she laid down the law about my food plan and um I took off all the extra weight and was back on daily calls and I always went to three committed meetings a week um and that was in 2017 in, in May um and that was a very uh um, it's liberating to surrender, but at the same time, it's, it's such a drastic thing. And I joke, um, I just started working with a new sponsee, and I said to her this morning, you know this is a cult. We, we, have, we have these wonderful disciplines and ways of thinking about ourselves that is freeing. Um, and it's not really a cult. But, but the way of adopting a certain uh, food plan or the tools that we adopt uh, the ways of reaching out. Uh, my sponsor always tells me, uh, you know, don't be afraid to pick up the phone. And I, I will admit, that's the worst tool for me. I have probably seven phone calls I need to return, and it's been, uh, it's been a week since I've really sat down and done that. Uh, but I do other things, so I, I balance. But she's, she's been really helpful for me on learning how to say things to my kids. I have grown children and grandchildren. And there are times when I don't want to do something and I don't know how to say no. Um, I've always been a, a, a person who wanted to keep the peace. I wanted to make sure everything was okay. So, um, I married someone with who made no demands on me and I became the, the power in, in that relationship, which, uh, I walked out of, uh, during my fourth step writing. Um, so in, in, um, so I, I need to back up. <laughs> I went straight to, um, straight to coming out of relapse. Uh, but when I was in program, the early, the early days, um, there was a, um, AWOLS we did, which was a, a close study of the steps. And I did nine of those um, from 1990 through to 2000. And I led a few. I was really um, uh, trying really hard to heal some scars to heal some spiritual scars, I like to think of them as. Um, my life looked really great on the outside. I had done some incredibly interesting work. I had finished school and gotten a master's degree and been published. And and yet I was so unhappy and miserable. And so I saw some people who were doing this thing called the big book step study process, which was brand new to OA. It was not so new in AA, but in OA it was new. And uh, so I thought, I need something. I need something. And spiritually that I didn't have a handle on, and in the process of writing uh, what they called a grudge list, like all the people that had that hurt me, I really just stepped back out of my life and uh, realized I, I needed to make some changes, and so I did that and then um, ended up uh, working the steps according to the big book and not the, uh, the process that was mostly in the, 12, the AA 12 and 12. So I made a lot of progress but the more I uncovered the more pain there seemed to be and I had to really grab hold of the program as a blueprint so when I felt anger rising up what did I do I identified it I I find it, I had to learn that the the emotion I was feeling was angry I was not allowed to be angry as a child my mother was uh there was just no fighting, no being angry. You couldn't do it. And if I did get angry, I was punished. So I learned how to squash that. And with me, it's always been about the food. Um, So I I had to learn how to experience these emotions and not, uh, you know, not blow up my life. Um, It's been a long road. And going through any healing process, uh, it's, it's it's not like you do it once and you're done you know this is a 12-step program and i go to a meetings where we cycle through and cycle through and i get to experience and re-experience going through the first three steps every day and then practicing 10 11 and 12 i sponsor i am sponsored i follow the directions that i'm given there are foods that i do not eat that uh, binge food, the, all of the ways in which I keep myself away from this uh, tamping down of my emotions is what I'm learning to do, and I'm learning some new things every day. Um, somebody said something to me once um, as I was, I don't know, I, I have always had an insecurity about having a higher power. Like people seem to have real firm beliefs and firm uh, pictures of higher power. And I remember somebody said to me, um, when I was thinking about leaving my, my, fam- my husband. My kids were all grown by the time I left. Um, and that person said to me, you know, picture yourself on a cliff. This is how God operates. You have faith and trust. You jump off the cliff knowing that either God will catch you or you'll grow wings. And that was completely off the way until I kind of lived with that thought and uh, that faith and trust that I'm going to be okay. Um, And people who've heard me before, I lived through cancer and treatment and reconstruction and COVID in that same time period where I was isolated and uh, no meetings, no nothing. It was awful. But I came through it on the other side with uh, a clean bill of health and a, a lot more faith that I was going to be okay. And for me, God is practical this my higher power I use the word god because it's um it's i think it's universal but my my God is practical. I rely on God I know that my' I'm not normal with food but i'm also not normal in relationships I can't live in a world where I am building my own reality between me and another person, so the um Uh, recovery for me has been by stepping back and looking at myself really in many different I I do this in many different ways but looking at myself and finding out where is where am I afraid to to step out why where's my power in this relationship am I abusing someone mentally in my head am I ranting and railing or or am I being genuine and authentic and it's a lot of practice with my kids I have uh, three grown children um, and this coming week, my son and his family from Minnesota will be visiting in Boston for four days and it 's going to be intense and I know that part of the preparation for me is making sure my food's all because i 'll have to to uh, travel it 's back and forth it 's not that far it's maybe an hour away but <clears throat> but I need to make sure that i 'm taking care of my food and then I get on my meetings early in the morning or late at night, so it 's building that uh, that bubble around myself so that when um, I'm being asked for my opinion and something, I can actually give it. Uh, Or if I have uh, a no thank you, instead of just taking something and putting it on my plate, not to offend, uh, I don't have to do that. I can say no thank you. And I don't need to justify or to argue or to defend myself. Uh, I don't have to do any of that. I can just be me and be okay with that Um, you know you hear all the time in program it's none of my business what other people think but it's I think it's really uh, it's a great but it's really hard to do this program is simple these are the rules these are the 12 steps but take it and put it into a relationship whether it's your child or your boss or your uh, your parent Um, all of that is where the work is for me I'm real happy all by myself alone I live alone at the moment. I have for a long time and um I don't uh I don't isolate. I, I run a couple of writing groups. I work uh with people um both on Zoom and in person and you know the, the the gift that God gave me was coaching other people through their writing and that's been something that I've been doing in retirement more and more. Diana, and, you have 5 more minutes, please. Thank you um and that's really kept me uh, authentic and genuine and I share at meetings and I uh I always qualify when asked and um like I said I'm sure that some of you have heard me before because this this 100 pounders meeting for me is special there are um I think there are there are differences between people who have a lot of weight to lose and are carrying it and all the issues that go with that and people who just have a couple of pounds to lose or are not food addicts but are compulsive overeaters. Um, and I really, I really do this as part of my recovery because it reminds me where I come from. There are, my grandchildren have never seen me overweight. My nieces who are in their 40s, uh, only one of them remembers me even being overweight. Uh, my life is very different and it's it's like the lights have been turned on in, in some rooms in my mental, spiritual house. Um, so how I work my program. Um, I do um, three committed meetings a week. At least one is a big book step study. They're all 90-day OA meetings for me. I do no flour, no sugar. I weigh and measure three meals a day. Uh, and... Um, I do readings, and I'm a writer by trade, so I do that um, every day anyway. uh, I talk to people. I try and reach out. I reached out to someone uh, I hadn't seen in a very long time who had gained 100 pounds back on Saturday. And just looking someone in the eye and saying, how are you doing, Um, is part of also my looking at myself. Uh, God throws up mirrors for me, like this could be you say hello, let them know you're glad they're back, reach out. All of those things is how I I work my program. Um, What else? I weigh myself in the first of the month, and I report. I call my sponsor three times a day, three three times a week, and I take sponsee calls every day, and I take women through the process. Uh, All of that just keeps me from using food as a uh, drug. Um, I do not drink and I don't do any mind-altering drugs. I um, am on um, a really good track for me uh, with exercise. I go to uh, old people's exercise called silver sneakers three times a week. And I've developed a friendship with women outside of program that exercise uh, at the same time I do on those three days that I go. I'm, You know, I, I, I don't exactly understand the I have a life second to none, but I have a life right now at i 'm age seventy two i 've been retired a year, and I am as free and as happy as I have ever been. I will admit i 'm a little lonely I would really like uh, I would like to go fishing and travel uh, like I used to with my old partner. but you know God gives me what I need, not what i want and right now, I am uh, really involved with my two of my grandchildren that play sports and um I'm enjoying being able to show up, get in my car, and go show up uh three sometimes four days a week to participate in my family everyday life so um i will um I will leave my phone number with the uh, apologizing in advance that I'm very slow to return calls, but my name is Tiana. my last initial is G, and I'm from the Boston area, Eastern Standard Time, and my phone number is six one seven. 504 six six zero. And thank you again, Lorraine, for reaching out and asking me to share. And um, for the moderator and the timekeeper and everyone doing readings, thank you for having a meeting that's so, uh, so important for me. Thank you. Thank you so much, Tiana.